0: there is no man living who isn't capable of doing more than he thinks he can do. Thank you for joining Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the word. We welcome all of you, those of you who are joining us by television, those of you joining us at airjesus.com. Stay tuned to today's message. And when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother, Lois, and thy mother, Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also... Wherefore I put thee in remembrance, that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And I just want to use uh, as a subject part one of this little mini-series that we'll do, Developing Your Potential. Developing your potential. The Apostle Paul here, as he mentors Timothy and he tells him to stir up the gift of God that is in him, he's basically saying to him, There's great potential in you. There's great potential in you. You need to recognize it, believe it, start using it, develop it, and You will come to realize that there is so much more in you than you ever realized or knew. And you can tell that Timothy was very unsure of himself. He didn't really believe in himself. He didn't believe that he had much to offer anybody. And I believe that all of us, sometimes we're like Timothy. We really are not using, we haven't fully developed Everything that God has put in us. And so we all have been given wonderful gifts and abilities, talents. We all have almost unlimited potential inside us. If only we could begin to develop it and use it. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. Speaking of the treasure... Of the gift of God, the grace of God, the potential that God has placed in us. We have it on the inside of us. And so there's so much inside us. And if we can only learn to recognize it, believe it, act upon it, use it, and develop it. Someone said that our potential... Is God's gift to us. And what we do with that potential is our gift to God. And so one day we'll all have to answer before God and answer that question when he asks us, What did you do with the gifts that I gave you? What did you do with the gifts, the potential, the abilities that I gave you? I like something that H.G. Wells said. He says, the only true measure of success is the ratio between what we might have been and what we have become. That's the only true measure of success, what we might have been and what we have actually become. In other words, he's saying that success, true success, really comes as a result of growing to our full potential. Developing our potential. And you'll, you'll always notice something about God that's very interesting. God, whenever he deals with us. And whenever he dealt with anyone in the Bible. God always related to them. He always spoke to them according to their potential. He never really dealt with people where they were at that time. He always dealt with them According to their potential. If you recall, when the angel of the Lord showed up to Gideon, now Gideon was hiding because there were some enemy armies in the vicinity. And so Gideon, he just got in the hole. Gideon got in the hole and he was threshing wheat in the hole. He wasn't taking any chances. He didn't want to be seen. And so he was hiding. He was afraid. But the angel of the Lord sits there on the, on top of that hole and he says, hello Gideon, you mighty man of valor. I want you to lead the army of the Lord. I want you to lead God's army. Now, notice how God spoke to his potential. He didn't speak, he didn't call him a coward because he was a coward at that point. He was hiding, he was trembling. And I'm sure Gideon was licking. He said, Are you talking to me? (laughs) Notice how he spoke. He said, Hello, you mighty man of valor. Hello, Gideon, mighty man of valor. He was speaking to his potential. I want you to lead God's army. Now, here's somebody. That God spoke not to where they were at that time. He spoke according to what he knew was in them. He spoke according to their potential. See, God knows. God knows what's in us. He's able to see. He knows what's in us. And he's able to see what we can be. So God always speaks to our potential. Notice he did Moses the same way. Now Moses had run for his life because they had sought to kill him in Egypt. And so Moses ran to the backside of the desert. and He was hiding out. He had hid out for 40 years. 40 years he's hiding on the backside of the desert. And God shows up to him and says, hey, I want you to go. And I want you to come Front, the meanest king on earth. And I want you to tell him I said, let my people go. And I want you to lead 3.6 million people to freedom. Yeah. <laughs> and Moses is looking. Now here's the guy hiding. He's, he's afraid. He's already He ran from Egypt because they were trying to kill him there. And Moses immediately, you know, he immediately began. He threw his hands up. He said, you're talking. He said, I can't even talk. You want me to go and, and you know he, so Moses went through all of these excuses why he wasn't able, he didn't have the ability. He was the last person God should choose, but no, God saw His potential. God knew what was in him, so God didn't, did not speak to him based on where he was. God speak, He spoke according to his potential. So whenever God deals with us. God never gives us an assignment that fits just right. He always gives you something bigger than you are. God always speaks to your potential. He always challenges you because He knows the treasure on the inside of you. He knows what's inside of you. And so God always speaks to us bigger than what we are at the moment. But He knows the potential. He knows what lies. On the inside of us. And he speaks to that even when we don't realize it at all. He speaks to our potential. I want you to realize that every time God has something in mind for us, it's always greater than what we ever think we could do ourselves. It's always greater. It's always greater. It's always greater than than what we ever think we are able to do. And so anytime God gives somebody an assignment, the first thing, the first thought is, I'm not able. I, I can't do it. And that's because God always, He always gives us something greater to do than what we ever think that we're able to do. Henry Ford said something very interesting along these lines. He says, there is no man living who isn't capable of doing more than he thinks he can do listen to that carefully there is no man living who isn't capable of doing more than he thinks he can do and so that's why God speaks to our potential you can do more than you think you can turn to your neighbor and say that you can do more than you think you can. And that's a revelation. That hit me. You can say that. Let's say that again because I want this to re- reverberate in your heart and in your spirit and in your mind. Turn to your name and say this again. You can do more than you think you can. That's powerful. That's powerful. You can do more. You can do more than you think you can. You can do more. Than you think you can. I heard Joel Osteen, he said, he said, never in a thousand years would he ever would have imagined that he would be speaking before thousands. He said when he was a teenager, he used to go to that particular Coliseum where he now pastors and he used to attend the the Houston Rockets basketball game there. He said never in a thousand years would he ever seen himself in there speaking. He said, never in a thousand years would he have seen himself writing books, being a bestseller. They paid him a $16 million signing bonus before any book was ever printed. He said, never in a thousand years. Now, he was behind the camera all of his life. He was behind the camera filming his father. But God knew the potential. That stood in somebody who was virtually unknown. And God allowed that potential to be developed in him. And so God always is able to see. And we never think. We never. We, we are always able to do more than we think we can. Let's say that again. Turn to your neighbor said, you can do more than you think you can. Praise, give God praise right there. That's good. You can do more than you think you can. You can do more than you think you can. We somehow have a tendency to underestimate our potential. Let me read something, an interesting story that Mark Twain wrote. It's called The Greatest General. A man died and met St. Peter at the gates of heaven, recognizing the saint's knowledge and wisdom. He wanted to ask him a question. St. Peter, he said, I have been interested in military history for many years. Tell me, who was the greatest general of all times? Peter quickly responded, oh, that is a simple question. It's that man right over there. The man looked where Peter was pointing And answered, you must be mistaken. I knew that man on earth, and he was just a common laborer. That's right, Peter remarked. But he would have been the greatest general of all time if he had been a general. The potential that was there. The potential that was there. And that's the way it is in all of our lives. My God. What a travesty it would be to get to heaven and we never unlock, we never unlock the potential that God put in us. We never use the gift. We never developed, we never developed what God meant for us to do on earth. What a great travesty it would be to leave here. You never developed your potential. My, 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 the greatest, the greatest general. I like that. John Maxwell, he said this, he says, he says, having potential works exactly opposite to the way a savings account does. In a savings account, as time goes by, your money compounds interest. The longer you leave it untouched, the more it increases. When it comes to potential, the longer you leave it untouched, the more it decreases. Unused potential wastes away. If you want your potential to increase, you have to tap into it. And so it works exactly opposite of savings account. You got to tap into your potential, and it causes it to increase. It causes it to increase. And so I want to take some time. We'll start on a couple of them today, but I want to take some time in the rest of this little mini-series and and, and explore different ways of developing our potential, um, pushing ourselves to get out of us, everything God put on the inside of us. There's a great potential. Um, There's a movie that just came out with Jamie Foxx and he plays. I haven't seen the movie, but just from the previews, I can tell he plays this particular person full of potential that's on the street. And he's a really a musical virtuoso. And somebody discovers who he is and the talent that's in him. And he helps him to release and to develop and to get back to where he should be in life and to use his gift. And that's, that's just a great message in us developing and utilizing our potential, developing and utilizing our potential. And so we'll share some things. um, We'll share some things uh, beginning um, now and we'll continue in part two of this. But I really want to help all of us to develop our potential. Um, Here's some things that that I thought about, some things that I studied that are really good to help you on the course and on the path of developing your full potential. Number number one is be excellent where you are. Be excellent where you are. Be excellent where you are. Dr. King said, even if you are a street sweeper, he says sweep streets the way Michelangelo painted the Sistine Chapel. He says, "Sweep street better than any man living, dead or yet to be born." <laughs> and so there's a principle there of developing your potential is to be excellent, right. Where you are. A lot of people have the notion that, well, when I get into such and such position, I'm going to start doing this. No, that, that's the wrong thought. We had a, we had a man that he, he always told me, he said, I'm going to start giving to the church. He said, the moment I hit the lottery, he said, I'm going to pay the church off and I'm going to give, a, I'm going to give millions. I said, sir, don't wait till then. Start now. Bring me your $5 and put it in. <laughs> No, start. Be excellent. Be excellent where you are. Be excellent where you are. That's a powerful principle. Be excellent. I don't care what you're doing. It doesn't matter. I don't care if you're planting flowers. I don't care if you're a secretary. I don't care if you're answering the phone. I don't care what you're doing. Be excellent where you are. I went to a restaurant today. I was eating at a salad bar and the lady that waited on me she was just outstanding she was outstanding she probably wasn't making much she probably was making probably just a little over minimum wage but man her work ethic and her it was excellent and i was stunned by her excellence and i told her i said ma'am you're blowing me away here (laughs) When I walked in, she greeted me so cheerfully and joyfully. She remembered me. She remembered what I like. She remembered how I like it. She remembered the way I like it. She remembered everything that I ordered. She she remembered even all the extra stuff I like. Because Brother James will tell you, I like extra bread. He'll tell you that. He said, I I love extra bread. I don't care where I'm at. If you can just, if you can give me extra bread, I won't complain. I won't complain much at all. Wherever I'm eating, as long as I have plenty of bread, you're not going to have a complaint out of me. But if you put me in a place where there's no bread, you're going to have a lot of trouble out of me. (laughs) (laughs) And she remembers, she fixed the salad, and then she said, oh yes, you like a lot of bread, don't you? And, man, she piled the bread, and it was good bread. It was pita, pita bread, so it was very healthy. <laughs> you know, keep my weight down and so forth. <laughs> Some people wonder, how do I eat so much bread and stay so fit? Well, that's my secret. <laughs> I need to write a book how to eat as much bread as you want and still look good. How to eat as much bread as you want and still look good. I'm serious, because bread is the, one of the worst things you can eat in terms of weight. I mean, you, it, I mean, bread really puts weight on you hard. It really does. It puts, puts weight on you. Uh, but anyway, I make it look good on me. But um... <laughs> So we're going to do that book. How to eat as much bread as you want and still look good. <laughs> but she, was, she, she floored me with her excellence. She floored me. She floored me with her, her excellence. Just, just making my salad just excellent. She remembered every, and I mean, I get, about, I get about eight items on my salad. And she remembered every item by heart and, and prepared it with excellence. Even remembered the extra bread loaded me up. And I, and I was just floored by her excellence. And so God will promote us when we are excellent where we are. You got to be excellent. You got to be excellent where you are. If you look, if you look in the Bible, you'll see David. He was excellent before before God ever anointed him as king. David was excellent. David was excellent. People don't realize that people don't. David, David cared for. He cared for that flock with all his heart. He didn't fool around. He slept with them. He ate with them. He he risked he his life to preserve them and to protect them. David. He was excellent in what he did. He was an excellent musician. When the king, uh, now I want you to see how all of this works together prophetically looking at David's life. Before he was um, summoned to be king, he was summoned as a musician to play for the king because he was excellent at what he did. It didn't matter, it was that was, a, that was a character trait of his. No matter what he did, he did it with excellence. Whether it was watching sheep or playing the harp. He was excellent at whatever he did. And I begin to notice that all of the people that God promoted and all the people who came in to, to, to prominence, These were people who were already excellent where they were. They were all, you you look at Daniel, the Bible says he had an excellent spirit in him. There's 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 no doubt Daniel became who he was. He was excellent. In fact, Daniel was taken captive in captivity and he was so excellent. The king was using Daniel as his right hand man because there was an excellent spirit in Daniel. So even in captivity, Daniel had problems. But he was excellent where he was, and so God God uses, he's able to promote us when we're excellent. Where we are. You look at Joseph's same story. He was excellent working for his father. He was excellent working for Potiphar. He was excellent when he was in prison. They put him over all the prisoners because Joseph was he was excellent no matter where he ended up. No wonder God chose him. No wonder God chose him to be the, the the prince of Egypt. He was excellent when he was nobody. He was excellent all along. Folks, that's not by accident. That is one of the main ingredients to developing your potential is to start wherever you are and to become excellent. Become excellent wherever you are. Excellent wherever you are. I don't care if it's taking out the trash. Do it with excellence. Put a new bag in there and spray some deodorant over it. Do something extra. Make it excellent. Make it that don't have do anything. If you're going to have do it, it's not worth doing. If it's worth doing, do it with excellence. Do it with excellence. If it's worth doing... Do it with excellence. You look at the Apostle Paul when he was Saul, he persecuted Christians with excellence. There was no better persecutor. Nobody was better than than Saul. Nobody was better than he was. No wonder God chose him. No wonder he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. No wonder he established the New Testament church. No wonder we still read his epistles today. God chose him because he was excellent at whatever he was doing. He was excellent. He was excellent. He was excellent. He was excellent. He talks about his excellence. He said, he said, I've done more than all of y'all put together. He said, I've done more than all of y'all put together. But he said, I still don't have anything to glory in. It's Jesus Christ that had grace on me. It's the glory of God that works in me. Oh, man, I'm out of time. I'm getting excited, too. <laughs> I want you to go to airjesus.com. You can listen to this message, message number 7421. You can also email it to a friend, absolutely free of charge. Thank you so much for joining us today, brothers of the word, because, brother, you need the word. This ends message number 7421 by C. Elijah Bronner. To send this message, developing your potential, Number 7421, to a friend, simply go to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com. This has been message number 7421. Listen to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com often and keep your spirit charged up.